There's a lot of really helpful Ruby gems out there, and oftentimes you need to use these in your Rails projects. However, in the past, this has become somewhat of a difficult problem because gems are usually kept externally outside of your Rails project. So whenever you're deploying your application or sharing it with other Rails developers, you need to make sure that they have the same uh, Ruby gems installed and even sometimes the same version number so that you don't get some odd behavior issues. Well, thankfully in Rails 2.1, uh, this is no longer a problem because you can now easily specify gem dependencies. So you can set which Ruby gems your Rails project requires. Now you can set these gem dependencies using your environment config file. So that's where we are right now. And to do so, we can just call config.gem and then specify the name of the Ruby gem we want to set. So here I'll just specify red cloth because we want to rely on that gem in this application. And we can also specify the version number if we want to here, which version is required. So this way our application only runs if that specific version of red cloth is required. We can also add greater or equal to to this version number so it can uh, use any greater version than this as well. Now one more thing we need to add here is because uh, the red cloth gem isn't found in the general Ruby gems, uh, Ruby Forge repository, uh, we need to specify the source of where we can find the gem. So we can do that by specifying the uh, source option here. And this way, when we, if we ever need to install this gem through here, uh, it can properly find it. One really great thing about this is that we have several rake tasks we can use uh, regarding these gem dependencies. So let's take a look at those. Now the first one here is rake gems. And this just lists all the gems that we have uh, required in our Rails application. Uh, the next one here is really useful, gems install. Uh, this will uh, look for all the gems installed on your system and compare them to those that are required and install any that you have necessary uh, that are required for this application. But here we're all up to date so we don't need to install anything. Uh, you may want to try adding this to your uh, Capistrano deployment recipe. Uh, I haven't tried that yet but it seems like it might be a good fit to make sure that your deployment environment uh, system has all the gems required. Now a couple other useful uh, tasks on here is gems unpack. Uh, this is really great if you want to uh, include your gems in your Rails project so that way they follow your Rails project around. So it unpacks the gem inside of your vendor gems directory. And some gems have some uh, native extension code so we need to run rake gems build. And this way I'll actually uh, build all that code. Now the um, you may want to use gems unpack dependencies and instead of just gems unpack if you have some gems that have extra gem dependencies in there. So that's just a run through of all the different rake tasks that we have at our disposal. Some very, very useful ones here. Now sometimes you run across a gem which has a different name than the library file that needs to be required into your, your Rails project. Now in that case you can just specify the name of the gem like you would normally. In this case, I'm going to include the Amazon S3 gem. So this is actually the name that you would specify when you do the gem install command in your uh, command line. But sometimes you need to have a specify a separate name as a library file. So we can do a lib here, specify that option, and give it a separate name. So this way it requires the gem properly in your project, which by the way, it requires the gem automatically 
so you don't have to specify a separate require statement here. Now this uh, pattern is pretty common if you're installing any GitHub gems because they prefix the name with the, the user's name. So you would need to sp specify the library name separately uh, for those. Now there's one last thing I want to show you here, and that is sometimes you have just want to require gems in certain environments. For example, maybe we have a couple gems we want to uh, require in our test environment. So we can just go to our test.rb config environment file and specify our gems here just like we would in our regular environment file. And uh, maybe we require mocha here and maybe uh, shoulda as well. And then that way when we try to run our tests, it makes sure that those gems are installed. Now if you ever want to run any of the rake tasks uh, in that environment, you could just run the Rails environments uh, constant here and specify that as test. So this way it'll actually check the test environment and see if those gems are installed. So I hope you've enjoyed this series on Rails 2.1. Uh, next week I'm going to head back to my regular schedule of one episode a week. Now if you ever want to look back on these Rails 2.1 episodes, you can just go to railscast.com and click on the Rails 2.1 tag and find all the episodes there. Now there's still a lot more uh, uh, new features to cover, but I hope I've covered enough so you feel more prepared uh, when this new feature is released. If I did miss any big features and you'd like me to cover them in future episodes, uh, make sure to drop me an email at feedback at railscast.com or just add a comment to this episode. Now RailsConf is just around the corner, and it turns out I'm going to be in one of the, the sessions titled Podcasting and Screencasting in Rails. So I'll be on a panel with several other uh, podcast producers. So it should be lots of fun. If this seems to interest you, uh, make sure to attend the session. It's at 4.25 p.m. Uh, next Friday. This episode is exclusively sponsored by PeepCode Screencasts. Please visit peepcode.com to find high-quality screencasts and PDF mini-books on Ruby on Rails.